0: Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, the Porsche Taycan charging and range both get a huge boost. The Cybertruck is eating its own tyres and battery costs continue to decrease. Plus, stay tuned because later in the show, I'll tell you how Rolls-Royce are trying to stop the first person flipping their new Spectre EV for a profit. I'm Martin Lee and I'll go through hundreds and thousands sometimes of articles, feeds and stories a day. So you don't have to. We go live at 8 a.m. UK. That's 5 a.m. Eastern. To start a brand new day with all your EV news, Patreon supporters get the episodes as soon as they're ready and ad free often the night before. And you can be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with this from Porsche Taycan. The refresh, updated version of this is a charging monster. A range monster as well, but it's the charging which caught my eye. It'll, It'll catch your eye, your ear, when I tell you about this. So yesterday on the podcast that I do on a Friday called Batteries Included, with my friends Dom and Tom and Kyle. Now we've done this for years, like three or four years I think. And, uh, it used to be on inside EVs and then we all kind of moved on and either left them or the, the- parent company that works for it. So we started uh, our own thing. And you can catch that on Fridays. It's a live podcast with the four of us talking about either the news and what we've been driving. Kyle was one of 12 journalists invited to go and drive the new refreshed Ticom. Now, it was a real world test. It wasn't a regulated 70 mile an hour range test as he he and Tom have really pioneered actually in the UK and many other outlets are, are catching on and copying them now. A way of it's not perfect, but it's a way of comparing car to car to car and reducing the variables. So this was it was almost more of a hypermile test that Kyle was doing in order to you know, there's like four of them in the car. They weren't doing seventy miles an hour. Uh, so so uh, how far can the new Taycan go? And well, it, everyone got different results. So so car and driver and Motor Trend and Edmunds all got different things. But it indicated a, around three hundred and sixty five miles, I believe, was the consensus on the single charge real world. This isn't EP. 365 miles is at least 100 miles more than the outgoing Tycon. Uh, 590 kilometres, you could say. It was all around Los Angeles and San Diego on public roads, and so, of course, real-world driving. There were four Tycons involved and 12 journalists, like I say, from invited all over the world, actually, that flew in to do this yesterday, um, along interstate highways 405 and maintaining speeds of under 75 miles an hour. Now, the Tycons have their Performance Battery Plus, that's the Big Daddy battery, and although they didn't say what the battery capacity was, I believe it to be 100 kilowatt hours. And so it's a bump on the current one. But the range is impressive and it has got a bigger battery, but clearly it's they, they won't say, they're not allowed to say that it's, it's different chemistry because Porsche aren't regi- ready to talk about different chemistries and who the battery suppliers are. But clearly the car is the same. The dimensions of the pack are the same and they're getting 100 miles more out of it with much better efficiency and clearly new chemistry. And so whether this is some of the magic coming out of the Chinese manufacturers at the moment. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But let's talk about, not talk about chemistry because I'm not allowed to. However, let's talk a little bit about the charging. The charge tests were done at Electrify America in uh, Torrance, Los Angeles, highlighting that the improving charging capabilities are the story of the new Tycon. Uh, when you plug the new Tycon in, It'll go over 300 kilowatts. Now, I've many, many times on this podcast, long-time listeners know, because the previous charge peak speed of around 270 kilowatts, I've often said, I bet you, I bet you, the Porsche and Audi engineers are working on a number more than 300. Even if it's like 301 kilowatts for the peak, just even if it hits it and comes down again. Psychologically, it's in the 300s. Well, they've gone not only one better but many, many times better than even my optimistic predictions. Uh, 330 kilowatts peak charge rate on the new Porsche Taycan. But get this, it holds its charge rate to 65% state of charge at more than 300 kilowatts. And then it dips down and it finishes charging, if you're charging to some 80, 90%, I think, um, over 200 kilowatts. And so this is genuinely... A 15 minute stopper. It's a 20 minute stopper for a full charge. So uh, the exact charge curve is again, it's not um, a a, a, one of the ones, the tests that my friends like Tom and Kyle do where we can sit and look at all the data, look at the temperatures, look at all those things. It was a little bit controlled by Porsche. Is there a suggestion that these cars were in optimal condition to get it? I mean, I'm sure they were in good condition. They're new. They're new packs. They they didn't have ten thousand miles on. So, um, but I don't think they were juicing it. I don't think Porsche were unlocking more performance from the batteries. And then when the actual retail cars arrive in customers, they're going to be nerfed. That's not the Porsche way. Whether it is fuel efficiency, nought to sixty times in combustion world, Porsche always, always. If you know. Half a thing about cars plays things down. They're always keeping a little bit, sometimes a lot, uh, spare. So the 0 to sixty times, the official times, the cars always go quicker. the The official range of the Taycan, the original one, always went a lot further than the than the EPA range. And so, for people saying, "Well, I think Porsche have given these journalists some special cars." That's just not the Porsche way. It's just not the way they do it. They never have done, and they're not going to start doing it now. So I believe these numbers are absolutely genuine, and this is a vehicle that you're going to plug in, get 330 kilowatts. If you can get a, find a charger that fast, and maintain that charge, that curve. It's not even a curve. It's just flat. It's not even it doesn't even step down. It's just flat until the uh, 65% state of charge. It's incredible. I'm so excited about this because Porsche haven't invented some sort of magical new technology. This is technology that's out there now from their suppliers. So surely yeah, yes they are optimizing the vehicle to do this, but they're not going to do that at the expense it's not going to the battery's not going to die after 2 years. It's uh, some of the suggestions I've seen online that uh, okay, submittedly so from the accounts that typically promote Tesla, so a lot of the Tesla fans, their nose is a little bit out of joint because people have said, "Well, this should have been the new Cybertruck. This Cybertruck was so far behind schedule and so wait, long awaited that Tesla could have done this, and they could have. This could have been the party trick of the Cybertruck, and it's not. It's very underwhelming the Cybertruck. And so uh, I think there's also some defensiveness in the in in the Tesla community as well. I understand that because people are really bashing them right now because the Cybertruck is a, it's a bit of a lemon, but um, I, and I understand that why they feel a little bit sensitive, but still. Uh, and the Porsche community are just not as vocal as the Tesla community. So they're like, ah, cool, this is brilliant. Like, yeah, it's great. So <laughs> you know, I'm so excited about this. I can't wait for these vehicles to end up with, you know, week-long test drives with those people uh, like Tom and Kyle, who I, I trust to give us great data on that. It's so, so cool. Now let's move on and talk about Rolls-Royce and the Spectre EV, which is a very special new uh, electric vehicle from, a brand that is going electric. They talk about a lifetime ban, though, for anybody that wants to flip them to prohibit customers from purchasing the cars and reselling them for a profit. However, there is a new auction happening right now in the US. Uh, This involves a Spectre featuring the launch package, and it is displayed by Limited Spec Automotive in Miami Shores. It is in Tempest Grey. Although, to be honest with you, every Rolls-Royce anywhere is completely bespoke. There's no two the same. So Rolls-Royce will know exactly what vehicle this is and who bought it and who's flipping it. Uh, And it's an incredible car. 120 kilowatt hour battery pack, 600 horsepower. um, And this car that's going into auction has done 99 miles the auction at the minute stands at $380,000. Well, the car is 440 new. I mean, no Rolls Royce's list price, is it? I mean, everyone, everyone's adding bits and bobs to it. So uh, it'll go for probably silly money. And that person who is listing it, Rolls Royce say. Gets a lifetime ban. You are never allowed to own one. But hey, if you make some money off flipping a car, you might not care, but still. Uh, because they want people profiting on the waiting list for the Spectre. Because there is a waiting list and people are excited about this vehicle. Albeit in the stratosphere of prices. Now, let's talk about the Cybertruck. As I mentioned a little while ago, it has been beset and besieged by issues, unfortunately. This is the Tesla way, though. They get the vehicles out, they fix them along the way, and nearly always they do the right thing by people. Uh, Tesla Cybertruck's unique aero wheel covers are today's controversy. You know the heck? If you can picture in your mind's eye the aero wheel covers, they're not not a, a perfect circle. Uh they are designed to fit with custom tyres. And so they've got little notches that uh um almost like spokes that protrude out of the cyber truck uh um kind of wheel covers, the aero aero covers, I suppose I meant to to call them. I just call them hubcaps. And those are quite hard plastic. Well, of course, as a tire moves around, as it circles down to touch The road surface of course the tire compresses that is obvious every tire does but unfortunately where the tire then moves they've got that compression in the sidewall these tires are now rubbing on the plastic hubcaps or rather aero covers as i meant to call them and that is now chewing away at the sidewall rubber uh one of the cybertruck owners Uh, Saw this after just 2,000 miles of testing. Uh, Tesla have now put a stop sale on the aero covers. They will be redesigned. And like I said, Tesla always get this right in the end. But for for a vehicle that's so delayed, uh, you think they'd get this right. And it's a $100,000 vehicle as well. So um, Tesla fans are very, very forgiving. Um, I don't think I would be so forgiving, but they are. Now, Tesla also initiating a massive recall of pretty much every vehicle they've ever sold. But this recall is an over-the-air update, so make of that what you will. 2.2 million vehicles across the US are non-compliant because the font size is not, according to the NHTSA guidelines, the font size for brake, park, anti-lock brake warnings, and more don't meet the federal minimum requirement of 3.2 millimeters. Um, Kind of a basic thing. Uh, Every car maker knows what the rules are. Tesla got this one wrong. They've got to redesign their software. In fact, I think the software update that came out a few weeks ago, was because of this, and it just wasn't reported at the time. And you can imagine the mainstream media have gone absolutely to town with Tesla recall two point two million vehicles. Well, it's a it's an over the air update, so kind of shocking that they got it wrong in the first place. Because you know this is like first day at school, their stuff. Like you know, if you're going to make a car stick to the rules. You know these. That's what you got to do. I. I it's why I, it's very, very difficult to make cars, because every country, every region around the world has different things that you have to adhere to. And I'm sure it is easy to miss these things, but you shouldn't. Um, however, they did. And so, but it is just a software update, and it will just be fixed. So it's not like every car has to go back to the garage, which some of the articles I've seen today, if not imply, certainly revel. You know, the one sort of the articles that... The, the anti Elon Musk stuff. Uh, they're kind of reveling in the news. If you like, you know what it's like. So Tesla are also cutting the mark price of the Model Y in Canada to enhance its eligibility for the rebate. The Model Y rear wheel drive has been lowered by four thousand Canadian dollars to start at 53990 nine ninety. All-wheel drive Model Y is uh, 4000 uh, Canadian off, now starting at 63900 nine hundred. Places like Quebec that have EV incentives, this price adjustment now allows buyers to receive the $12,000 Quebec rebate, which makes the Model Y effectively start at $42,000 in the province, which is fantastic. And so... Link to Electric, where I found that story, in the show notes. Stick around. We'll talk a little bit about Norway and Lancia and battery prices continuing to decline. Stick around. All right, welcome back to the podcast. If you'd like to get the show ad-free, and I would love to supply the show to you ad-free, because the the ads in the free version help out a little bit. Maybe you get one or two ads you just heard there. They do definitely contribute, but uh, Patreon is where... Um, the support, the majority of the support happens. And if you'd like to get your ad free podcast, then uh, it's patreon.com slash EV News Daily for your own exclusive RSS feed. Peugeot is announcing the upcoming release of the all electric 5008 SUV and the 408s in August and September, respectively, to increase their battery powered lineup to a total of 12 models in the UK by the end of the year. Also a new warranty service with an eight-year package for the E3008, which covers the motor, charger, powertrain for 100,000 kilometres at, uh, like I say, an eight-year warranty. The Allure package comes in um, addition to the existing eight-year battery warranty, enhancing the post-purchase support for Peugeot EV owners. Maybe a lot of their customer uh, focus groups and things like that have been saying oh you know we would buy an electric car but worried about what if it goes wrong etc etc so maybe this is in re- response to that I can imagine uh, it is in 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 some way because it's obviously a um, something that is done to reassure a certain section of the car-buying public out there who buy Peugeots. Now, Norway are next, and they registered 4,717 electric vehicles last month in January. Slower start than the average month last year, which about 8,500 EVs on average monthly in 2023 in Norway, and 94 plug-in hybrids were recorded, so it's nearly all pure BEVs there in Norway. Just our regular Norway check-in. If you like, nothing, nothing changing, really, in Norway. We like to check in occasionally. 94% 94% of all new passenger vehicles were electrified with either full BEV or plug-in hybrid. 94%. That's, that's, that's the entire car market. <laughs> and uh, like the rest are just edge cases. But that's fine. If every country in the world had 5% combustion, you know what? It would be fine. If people still ride horses. It would be fine. If you, the rest of us have gone electric, then it's job done. Uh, the Model Y was the leader, followed by the Kona and the Nissan LEAF. Love for the Leaf in Norway. Not surprised the Leaf continues to be a popular car. And let's move on to Lancia next. The Lancia Ypsilon is going to be their first EV. The concept we've seen already. And now we get to see uh, today some official pictures of the Lancia Ypsilon from Stellantis. And uh, the official unveiling scheduled for the 14th of February at the Milan headquarters of Lancia. Uh, As they move into the EV markets, interested customers can express their interest via an online portal. So you get some early pre-orders if you're a fan of the brand. Now, China shows that the price of EV batteries continues to decline. January was a downturn in the global pricing in the lithium battery market. According to TrendForce, the pouch-type automotive Battery cells, sort of, we call them ternary cells, so uh, the uh, not the LFP cells we talk about sometimes, but nickel, manganese, and cobalt had a big price drop of 7.3% last month. Uh, the report anticipates the downward trend of average prices will continue not only this month in February, but through the year as well. Prismatic cells decreased by 5.9%, and lithium-ion phosphate cells down 4.4%. Percent uh, Cost reductions are posing challenges for the battery cell manufacturers, especially those that are smaller and struggling to secure upstream raw materials. The big boys, though, the CATLs and BYDs of the world are driving costs down further. And Ford experienced a slight overall sales increase at the start of the year, thanks to a significant rise in hybrids. Ford have talked about how they think that hybrids could be what is needed uh, with their audience, their 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 market right now had an 11% decrease on all electric vehicles like uh, the Mac E and the Ford F150 Lightning the Ford E Transit had a big increase though uh, from under 400 units a year ago to 1100 units sold last month in January also worth saying though although EVs were down 10% or so that they're very highly lucrative F150 truck series Even the combustion stuff was also down about 10% in January. So, uh, again, the anti-EV stories were out there today saying, uh, you know, Ford not selling EVs, but... It's not always the same and not always a clear picture, is it? Right, that's your podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you always to our premium partners, Porsche of the Village of Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland, and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley and Nevo.ie holding Ireland's first ever electric vehicle show in partnership with the Bank of Ireland. Feb 17th in Dublin. Want to go? Go to nevo.ie for info and tickets. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And also Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one. See tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.